It's Critical. The Critical Podcast is back for Season 2. Back with more content than any other podcast. The truth delivered right to your ears. Just the way you like it. Wake up. Smell the coffee. Get ready for another classic episode. Featuring God's gift of podcasting, David O'Reilly and Nick Thorburn. Unfiltered as usual. Unbiased as always. This is Critical. Are we here? I believe we are. Wait, no we're not. Oh wait, no we are, we're recording. New location. New space. I feel like this is the best space yet. Onwards and upwards, as they say. And we were forced out of our last place because of the water problem. But we've got it sorted. We are in a new abode. We are currently recording outside in... Well, I don't want to... Again, I don't want to tease the theme of this episode. But we are outside in the open air today. And... There are many reasons for that. One is, as David mentioned, we did have a little bit of a pipe burst at the last place after the rainstorm. And so now we are, let's just say we're in between studios, but we are working at the Bellevue Park, which is right across from our first studio. So coming full circle this season, I'm feeling optimistic about finding a good place. And right now I like where we are. We can still have that professional studio sound because we've got the great gear. And you may hear kids in the background and the occasional car and stuff but don't let that distract you we are here uh, to talk to you david what are we talking about today today nick we're going to be talking about air and it's so perfect that we would be kicked out of our studio today because you know, I like to think of this as what we really needed, is to bring podcasting out into the real world. I like to think of this episode as podcasting on plein air. So this is something that painters did. They called it plein air painting. French painters did it. And it was when they brought painting out into the real world, they stopped doing it in the studio, cooped up, and they brought it out to the real world. And that's where we are now. And we have all of this real life to inspire us directly. So it's not just about us doing all this research cooped up in the library like normal. We're out doing it wild style. Wow. We're on Venice Boulevard. We're those guys. You're talking about those guys that set up the easel and draw people that Mm. come by and can do like really lifelike, realistic or cartoonish caricatures of people. It's like that exactly. That's plain air. Yeah. We're the first ever plain air podcast. Wow. I love that. And I hope that if any of the wiki editors are out there, if you want to do the Wikipedia article on Critical, as well as doing the world's shortest podcast, we're also the first plain air podcast. Yeah. We are in a place where we've taken the entire apparatus that was suspending our podcast operation in the previous studio we brought that outdoors to the people to nature and as luck would have it in this episode to the subject of air which is what we're going to be talking about which i find so so fascinating a subject that we've been wanting to do i think since the very beginning of the podcast air is so fundamental to podcasting and it's such a perfect critical topic and i can't wait to just jump into it i think 
it's apropos for many reasons, but one, yes, we are outside right now. Two, we are the heirs of the podcast kingdom. I think we are taking over the podcasting landscape and what better way to do it than really opening it up. We're really blue skying here. You know, why do we need air? Well, that's a great question. That's one of the many questions we're going to be answering today. I don't want to be too bold about it, but we know what we are as podcasters. We have our airs and graces mm. and we deserve them. Mm. So David, I was wondering, talking about air, mm. right now we're in Los Angeles and the, right. the air is... Now, I, I always thought of air as odorless, invisible, yep. uh, tasteless, a lot yep. like water. Yes. It is the cousin to water, I think. Water mm. is H2O, That's hydrogen right. to oxygen. Uh, air is CO2, carb, uh, carbon, oxygen, two times each of those things. But air is also... This is an interesting fact I learned in the lead up to this episode. Air mm. is made of water. Very, very, very small molecules That's right. of water make mm -hmm. up air. Yeah. And inside the water, air mm. is... Now, this is crazy, but I looked this up, and this is true. Krypton. Did you mm. even know Krypton was, Krypton was real? No. So inside water air, I guess, is krypton, hydrogen, mm. which is water, mm. xenon, xenon, yep. neon, yep. neon is in air. That's crazy. It's all around us, and we don't really see that, but it is there, and helium is in there too. Right. Which is, I guess, what keeps air floating, floating in, right. in air, so to speak. But is smoke air too, I wonder? Absolutely. Well, here's the funny thing. is It is very similar to water in that you have all of these variations mm. of air, different types of air. Now, in LA, we have lots of different varieties of air that you can sample. It's kind of brown, the air here too. Yeah, right. Well, where we are now, it's very dry right now. We're the sort of late summer. We've got a lot of that dark brown air and what's happened there is that smoke has actually mixed with the fog right. to create a kind of smog. poisonous they call it smog but it's still air right but it's like this poisonous cloud how poisonous is that it's very mildly poisonous but it does take over a long period of time it takes years off your life so when you're in an environment of high smog you'll probably just develop complicated respiratory issues later in life and it will get you slowly rather than quickly. It's not like you think of a cartoon poison gas cloud. Yeah. It's more of a subtle... Those are green. Those are mostly green or purple or black. Right. But the LA smog is something that attacks you slowly. And it affects your skin, your blood, and of course your lungs. So that's one variety of air. You also have very pure air very clean air you know you go up to the mountains you think of a that's what i was gonna say right so you go pretty much any rural area you're going to have areas of clean nice pristine crystal clear air high quality air but as you go deeper into the countryside you're going to get all new varieties that you didn't even know existed you're going to get manure air right you ever have that you're driving along yeah, through an area and they call it the country funk yeah that's and also one of my favorite genres of music too it's country funk yeah right so that's where it comes from is right. actually the stench of cow feces produces a flavor of air mm. but again the menu goes on and on for example you'll be driving around there's a skunk 
You smell a skunk yeah. in the air. You're driving along. I love that smell. Right, right. And you think, oh, is somebody smoking weed? No, right. actually, someone ran over a skunk right. four miles down the road. Now, I feel bad that the skunk was run over, but I really do enjoy the smell. Well, it's almost like the memory of that skunk. It's the final... Oh, yeah. It's like, when do you really die? It's really when people stop smelling you. Right. And so the skunk has evolved to be remembered for a long time after they die through the smell that they leave on the freeway. Now, when does a smell become air? Because it's invisible too. A smell right. is invisible. Smells are and invisible. we did talk about smells in season one. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if it is an, a molecule similar to krypton, hydrogen, xenon, neon, and helium, if these fragrant little molecules of smell when do they become air because surely that does mix in with all of the other molecules to create a new element Mm -hmm. a new ingredient in air well it's a really good question and um, i have the answer right here in front of me the fascinating thing is that air turns into what was the question again i don't remember well anyway the funny thing about air is It's everywhere and it's nowhere. And so the shape of air, you can look at water and you can say, look, okay, at least water, that's the shape of the ocean, let's say, Mm. because it's contained in the ocean. The air is even more crazy because where does it begin? Okay, it begins, let's say, at the beginning of the ocean. and It ends in water, right? Well, not really because it just sort of drifts off into space, which is crazy, right? So air is actually protected. It becomes ozone. Right. So there is the ozone layer. But ozone is in air. That's right. And we need the ozone. We do need the ozone. But if the air gets out into space... Right. That's bad. We're going to have a really tricky situation. And the ozone keeps the air trapped here. And once it leaks, if there's ever a hole in the ozone, the air will escape and then we'll have no air. Well, everything escapes then. So if there's a hole in the ozone... And the air escapes, it creates a vacuum effect where entire countries will just get sucked out into space. That is terrifying. And you're going to have a situation where you can imagine a huge vacuum effect like in those movies. Yeah. The hole in the space shuttle. Yeah. That's what happens to the planet when there's a hole in the ozone. It all gets sucked through a pinhole. And just to tease, we also are going to be talking about space in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. We're going to get really deep into all things space. Yeah. Um, I had a quick thought thinking about you talking about mountain air now obviously the air is cleaner uh, on a mountain that's up right. in a mountain than it is down in a city now so i understand why people live in hills in the city especially in this city of los angeles there's all these big fancy houses up in the hills now, as you go up the air changes mm. there's less of it right air is yeah. thinner now is less air healthier for you like you'll have less smog and mm-hmm. less toxic elements you'll have mm-hmm less air though is that just the give and take absolutely you're dead right so this is actually a really interesting thing that i've been thinking about getting into both as a spiritual practice and a business opportunity which is this movement of basically breathing a lot less because every time you breathe you're breathing air you create you're taking in oxygen and you're breathing out carbon dioxide which is actually really bad for the environment everybody knows that right breathing increases your carbon footprint right so if we all basically live really up close to the end of the atmosphere Mm. close to the ozone layer air is very thin and you're only breathing that thin air it's like giving the planet a break right and so what i've been doing is an anti-breathing exercise i hold my breath 
So mm. every second breath, you hold it. I hold it. And that's better for, for that means I have half the carbon footprint of somebody who's a full breather. No kidding. Now, yeah. if everyone did this. You're talking about rainforests flourishing back to life. No Animals kidding. coming back from the dead. The whole planet would turn around. Well, why don't we try this on today's episode? Why don't we have you, the listener, as you listen along, why don't you hold your breath a little bit lo- more than you would? Pay attention to your breath and maybe try holding it. The advice that I would give as a professional anti-breather is if you simply just do it the maximum that you can do it without causing yourself any stress. Now, I'm an advanced anti-breather, so I can do it for long periods of time, but I don't recommend going there. You have to ease into it. And what I recommend for beginners is simply if you take one less breath, you just hold your breath. Mm. And you do that once a day. That means you have one less breath. And, every day and, and i would say also you're inhaling less if you live in a city like los angeles as we do you're probably also inhaling less toxins that's right and toxic elements of the environment smog and things like that so not only is it better for the world but it's better probably for you and your health that's as well right. so we're going to include all those instructions a detailed list of how to do anti-breathing in the show notes so check that out and we're going to give you a rundown on all of that Yeah, it's a really exciting new thing. I mean, it's not for everybody, but I hope that all of our eco-conscious critters out there uh, will be joining us as we learn more about the impact of breathing and what we can do to mitigate that to preserve basically the limited amount of air that we do have. Right. So that's one interesting aspect. Now, there's lots of other things. You know, when you think about air and you think about how we say to each other, you know, I need to clear the air. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I need to go and... um, I need to, you know, there's, there's, uh, what would you say? Um, um, you'd say, uh, it's up in the, this, what's well, kind of up well, in the like, air. Well, it's like, yeah, like you could say like, you know, oh, I'm, you know, my relationship with that person is up in the air and now I need to just talk to them and clear the air. Right. And you can also be like, oh, I, you know, I need, I'm, I'm suffocating. Right. Uh, with this person yeah they're suffocating me yeah. and i'm i feel like i'm unable to breathe i don't have breathing room right so air is important air is really important it's important to relationships and it's important to our health and it's important to be conscious of it air is essential i mean we need it to breathe everything on earth yeah requires every living thing every not even every living thing even rocks require air yeah even something as seemingly inert as a rock requires Mm -hmm. air to function so if there's no air these organisms that we rely on for food and for entertainment are going to die Mm -hmm. even fish did you know that even fish would die Really? Yeah. Even fish who breathe water and hate air, mm. they would die. So it's important to just about everything on Earth. Yeah. You know, in the course of putting together the show, I was blown away by how many things rely on air. Not only living things, but like you say, in non-living things. Even this table, if there was no air in this room, mm. it would just be full of stuff with no gaps in between. Right. And, and it would be super dense. Like it would actually be unbelievably, everything would be super heavy. Yeah. And because the fascinating thing is that the space or let's say air between you and me right now. Mm. But even though we'd say, oh, a human being, there's no air in a human being. Wrong. You get close enough on the atoms of any human being. Yeah. 
There's air. It's 99.9% air. And the crazy thing is... So and 99.9% water. Well, it's water, and then you get close enough to the water, and then it's just... Water it's is water. air. It's just air in between the water molecules. Right. So this is what's crazy. You could say, oh, I'm a solid thing, and there's space around me. And you say, I'm solid just because I get my finger, and I can't put my finger through my head. Yeah. But if your finger was really, really thin, like an atom thin, yeah. it would go straight through your head. Really? Because it's mostly air. But it wouldn't kill you. No. It would just be like a cloud. No, there's tons of rays and waves and particles that pass through your body yeah. because molecules are simply penetrating your body and coming at the other side. Hmm. Because you're mostly air. Hmm. And even though certain things look solid, certain things look more transparent, like steam. Yeah. Actually, you are a form of steam to the right type of particle. Well, I tell you, I'm steaming mad at all these people who continue to breathe as though there's not any environmental impact to that. Well, I'll tell you what, they won't be laughing when there's no air left because there won't be anything to laugh with. Right. So you were talking earlier about carbon dioxide. Yes. Why is carbon dioxide good that mm -hmm. is CO2, that right. is air. Why is carbon dioxide good and carbon monoxide mm. bad? Do you know, or is carbon monoxide bad? Maybe it's not bad. As far Maybe as it's I, got a bad rap. I think it's got a bad rap. I think people need to ease up on the monoxide because everyone's focused on oh, carbon dioxide this, carbon monoxide that. Right. When at the end of the day, it's not even carbon dioxide that's a problem. It's human beings. Yeah. And I look around and I see some people, they make me so mad because they're living in a world where they just think there's going to be endless air forever. And I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's not true. If people are serious about wanting to survive, in other words, I like to think of it as like a breath saved today gives one tomorrow. So for example, if you were to have a child, I'd be saving my breaths. I, I'd be holding right. my breath quite right. a lot. Right. Well, I've heard that about me starting a family. Yeah. In regards, uh, ex-partner said right. in a fight. I remember that. So Nick's never gonna settle down. Um, but you shouldn't hold your breath if you don't want to have kids. But that's if you do right. want to have kids, then you should hold your breath. Right. It's a bit of a paradox, but yeah. I think it's important to do that. Now, David, you're going to be going up in the air. Is mm. that right? That's right. Up in the air is where I am going. Very soon, I will be ascending into the air as part of my efforts to reduce my impact on the oxygen down here on earth i want to breathe as sinatra said up where the air is free i think he said I isn't that the that. line i think it up is up where the air is free i want to be up where the air is free because down here i feel like i'm using other people's breath well and, and the way we're going with inflation and everything you know soon enough they're going to start charging for air mm -hmm. I would not be surprised to wake up and have to go to the air station to get a couple gulps of air to go about my day. The way things are going. Inflation. It's a nightmare out there. Air is absolutely the next hot commodity. And it used to be water. And we're going to see the same thing happen with air. And you're going to have air thieves. People who simply steal air from one country, bring it to their country. Right now, you're not allowed to do that. It's against the law, technically. But air smuggling is going to be a serious problem as we move into the future. That is a terrifying thought. Yeah. Because we really do need air. And that's one more reason why we really should be conserving our breath. 
I think holding our breath is one of the best things that we can do right now for the future. And if there is ever a hole in the ozone or even a meteorite pierces the mm -hmm. ozone layer when it enters, that's big trouble, you that's know, big and trouble. we're going to all be worried about that. And, you know, I learned something, too, that meteoroids, yeah. they have contacted our atmosphere. Obviously, as we all know, the comet is the thing that killed the dinosaurs yep. and could kill all life on Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always meteoroids or meteorites? Meteoroid. Meteoroids. Uh, they're always flying around. Now, when they contact our atmosphere... Mm. When they make contact with our air, mm. they actually rub against the air, and then they burn into small pieces. Wait, See, the air breaks up the rocks? Is that what you're saying? The rock or meteor, meteorite. Meteoroids are made of rock or soil? I think those are sort of one and the same. Right. Rocks break down to soil. Right. So it is alien soil from another planet, or sometimes it's made of ice and snow, actually. Or so that's then a it, comet. So are those weapons that the aliens are using? No one knows is the thing. And that's what NASA has been searching for. Wait, who is sending all of these? They're really trying to get to the bottom of who is sending all of these meteoroids because it's starting to feel like... This is not just a coincidence. Why are there so many meteoroids? You know, you look in the night sky and you can see what, a shooting star, right? Right. Those are meteoroids. Those are meteoroids. So they're always coming into contact with Earth, with the air. And that is really dangerous. Not only because the meteoroid could make impact with Earth and potentially hit a school or a school bus, but it could pierce the atmosphere mm. and create one of these leaks air is a protective cushion that we need to really be careful about so i believe they're setting up some laser guided missiles that will be shooting all the meteoroids that come into close contact with earth it's amazing that as our atmosphere is protecting us we also need to protect the atmosphere you know, I also think about you're out at sea, on the open sea. Mm, I love that. What do you get then? Then you get salty air, right? The salty sea air. Right. And they say that's really healthy for you because it's almost like a meal. Think of a nice saltine cracker uh -huh. or salty potatoes. Uh -huh. You're getting that nice savory meal just simply by breathing. <coughs> so the salty air is actually one of the best types of air going around it's a gourmet flavor of air now i worry too is this okay for people that have to watch their sodium intake is mm. inhaling all that salt air over time gonna actually affect your blood pressure absolutely yeah so people who already have a high salt diet should avoid the coasts and should avoid taking right. in that salty sea air right. definitely would not travel by boat if right. i was one of those people right also you ever walk by the local bakery and pierre or, you know, your local baker is in there baking up hot loaves of bread. Yeah. And that air is just full of that delicious pastry baked bread smell. Mm. Now, that's the kind of air I wouldn't mind having that year I think round. Of, I mean, it's just in my life because it's right. so yummy. So yummy. I do a lot of my research for Critical at Panera Bread. Mm. And that has a real smell. And Subway, too, sometimes, which has slightly less of a pleasant odor, but you do smell air. Yeah. That is true. I earlier said that air is odorless. But there's all these That's not types. entirely true. No, there's a whole palette of airs, and you can try out different ones. All you simply have to do is take a walk around any old city, and you'll pass by that nice cookie smell coming out of the subway, right? The chocolate cookie. Oh, I love that, yeah. Now, does yep. that mean there are little bits of cookie in the air? That's right. That's and they're right. micro cookies that yes they're being carried by the air for example you go to downtown la or you go to any 
basically any public bathroom. I was going to say, yeah, Barnes & Noble bathroom. Barnes & Noble bathroom, classic example. You're running around town, you're like, I just need a public bathroom. Yeah. You find yourself in Barnes & Nobles, yeah. and you're like, wow, this air stinks. It yeah. absolutely smells like the inside of a human being. Turns out that that, it's actually your blood vessels on your tongue tasting that micro feces. It's like microdosing the inside of other people's waste material bodies. So the air is actually a carrier of bodily fluids well, I and think, solids. I think when I go to the bathroom at Barnes & Noble the next time, I think I'll be trying out that anti-breathing you've been talking about. Well, that's exactly it. You get to the higher levels, and we will be doing a course on this for Critical You, but you get to the higher levels of breathing cessation, and you're able to do it. I mean, more than half the time, you can do that 90% of your day. You can get by on... T- Most people are wasting their breath out there. Wow. When they could just have... 10% of that amount of breath and get the same bang for your buck as you go through life. Now, I'm not recommending people do that immediately. They'll frankly be going blue in the face trying to do that because they don't have the advanced techniques. But right. we will be sharing those techniques soon enough with our audience. And I'm so excited to be doing that. I can't wait for that. Now, we talked about air being this carrier of different things, whether it's Uh, fecal matter or coronavirus or little mini loaves of bread all these different things that air is used as a kind of vehicle to deliver things into your body like via wind even airplanes even airplanes they they are a lot of the time using wind to propel themselves that's right like a bird exactly so all of that is due to wind and but wind is basically air that changed it's when air moves moves changes direction when yeah exactly when air moves direction it becomes wind now what creates wind air nobody knows i think it's something like if one butterfly in the middle east right then then there's a tornado in la it's basically like if you could track down that butterfly the first butterfly that ever evolved yeah that probably created the wind because it's, the thing with wind is that it gets more and more windy over time. Because it starts with a little thing. It's a snowball effect. It's a snowball effect. It starts with a butterfly. Always. It did historically. That was like the Adam and Eve of wind. of wind. Now, this is a section we like to call air quotes. You found, Nick, you found some quotes about the topic, uh, which in this case happens to be air. So let's just jump into it. We've got one from Marissa Tomei, actress Marissa Tomei. Her famous quote about air, I love being outside and getting fresh air. That's a great quote. That's a pretty nice quote. Katie Hopkins, I don't know who this is, but she said, fresh air and exercise. That's all you need to stay slim and feel better about life. Now, I didn't know that air could make you thinner. Well, that's the thing. If you actually swap out your diet from real bread to the smell of bread, right? or real chocolate to the smell of chocolate right you're, you're just getting much lower calories your micro micro calories yeah now that reminds me that i knew a guy once many years ago who claimed he lived amongst he didn't claim to be one himself but he lived in a cave amongst breatharians do you know what that is no these are people that live usually in caves mm. in low light and they come out of the cave to during mealtime and what mealtime consists of is breathing air they put their feet on the ground typically they're barefoot they look up at the sun i don't think they stare too long at the sun because we know that's not good yeah they open their mouth and their nose 
and they breathe in air. And that is true. You can look that up. Breatharians, they are living off of air. Only air, air and only air. And so it's proven that not only can it do it, but it actually is going to help you stay slim and feel better about life, as Katie Hopkins said. I think that's a fantastic diet. It's almost like fasting, except you actually are eating air. You're consuming right. the air. I think also what's great about it is it opens the door for breatharian restaurants. Right. I think this would be actually a really good business to get into. If you could um, have a menu. Bottled air. Bottled. You From could, different places. You, you could have some, you'd be like, oh, can I take this to go? Right. You have different containers for the air. You could bring your own... A tube, you know, that you wear a little like a mm, tank. I should totally. say you could bring your own tank, and you could take some to go. Well, you could do that. Probably the to go orders. Think about it on Uber Eats. You'd be cleaning. I mean, you know, you'd be Uber Air. That's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, the whole air restaurant scene is a totally new market that I think is, you know, no pun intended, going to blow up. Right. Uh, well. If the winds of change are blowing in that direction, I say let's hop aboard that airplane of of ideas now if we do air because there is a water bar Mm -hmm. we've got places where you can go and try a a wide assortment of water from all over the world why not pair that with air exactly take in the molecules of northern india oh imagine get a little cardamom exactly imagine drifting down the nile the smell of Egypt just right there in the restaurant just transports you it's cheaper too than it's much cheaper and it's zero calorie it's the ultimate weight loss and it's zero solution. carbon footprint you don't have to get on a plane That's right and use up the air because every time you fly a plane you are stealing wind basically mm-hmm. now I have a quote here from Edith Wharton he says the air of ideas is the only air worth breathing hmm. well, I think we can pretty much dispute that fact because the air of earth is definitely worth breathing i don't Mm. think anyone in their right mind would deny that so i feel like that's kind of a it's pretty profound off the mark yeah another one alexander lowen says we live in an ocean of air like fish in a body of water Mm. by our breathing we are attuned to our atmosphere if we inhibit our breathing we isolate ourselves from the medium in which we exist it's almost like flipping the image yeah. upside down. We think of the ocean as a uh, pretty inhospitable place to live. You wouldn't want to live down there. No way. I guess if you had a, a bubble kind of like those sea monkey type castles yes. underwater with a dome and stuff, you could live in there and be okay. But I don't think that's an ideal situation. But it's funny to think it's almost like you flip it upside down and we are the fish in the water. I mean, I'm sure that's Whoa. what fish think about us. Right. Can they see air, but we can't, you know, and then we can see water, but they can't? Absolutely. Because why would they see it? Right. It's like seeing the forest through the trees. They're always in it. Totally. They have no concept of water. But I bet they have a real strong concept and fear of air. Because fish jump, so they do experience air. Absolutely. You know, I bet you for fish, they have like 40 different words for water. Right. Because they're living in that all the time. Right. But also, we have lots of different types of air. For example, we're right now on the podcast, we are on the air. Right. Right. Think about that. We are actually on air right now. Right. And we're also breathing air when we're talking. But that's actually a classic expression from probably the pre-podcast days of the radio times. Yeah. People would say we're on air because people would be listening to the pod or the previous version of podcasts. They would be listening to that radio over the air. It would come through the air into their car, 
or oh. in their home radio situation. Waves. Air waves, right. right. And what is a air wave? We don't really talk about air waves anymore. No, we don't. But the air waves are like the Wi-Fi of, you know, the 1940s. Right. Things would be coming through the air waves. Right. But now we have Wi-Fi. It doesn't need the air anymore. Right. Well, I'm telling you, I'm on cloud nine doing this podcast with you. I feel like I'm walking on air, David. You do? Really? Yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like a, the feeling of being able to pod from here. I feel like I'm flying. I feel like I'm in Air Force One. Well, you're definitely flying high with today's episode. And I know that we've got something special planned for the end of the episode. You're going to be going up in the air. That's right. And you're going to be testing out some of the anti-breathing techniques. That's right. And hopefully... If we could all do that, get up in even just a weather balloon. You don't have to get up in an airplane if you mm-hmm. don't want to, but even just in a weather balloon or a hot air balloon mm-hmm. uh, or a Zeppelin or something, just get up there and really understand what it's like to have very little air and try to get more accustomed to it because it is going to be the future. Mm-hmm. We will have to uh, accommodate ourselves with much less air in the future. Mm-hmm. And we won't even be able to do podcasts like this. People will look back on podcasts like this and they'll say wow they were able to talk for a solid hour about air without any hot air either just solid facts yeah but nevertheless talking freely without having to hold their breath without being forced to like they will in the future and they'll look at this as a great luxury but we take it for granted now Mm. and what we're trying to do is to get us to notice this thing that we take for granted and get us to appreciate it more because what, imagine what it would be like to not breathe forever. What will it be like when you, you call up the air bill guys and say, sorry, I can't pay my air bill anymore. And they'll mm. have to cut you off. Yeah. And then, yeah, you'll have to breathe in that stale air for a very long time until you ultimately pass out. Mm-hmm. And good luck to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking someone earlier said <clears throat> I was, well, it was an ex. I was in a little bit of a, a tiff. Uh, uh-huh. something about how a lot of what I was saying was hot air uh-huh. and it was meant as an insult. It was meant to cut me down. Uh, so I'm full of hot air. She, hot s- air. she said now hot air. I think, Hey, that sounds pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you get with hot air? You get an air balloon, a mm-hmm. hot air balloon. That's right. And where you go with a hot air balloon. Hot air balloon is so romantic too. It's it's so like, romantic. It's like the most romantic thing. If you're a hot air balloon, then you're just this sort of graceful, heavenly, almost storybook cartoon of a perfect couple which she would never understand because she's deathly afraid of heights Mm -hmm. um and any sense of adventure really so that was never an option of getting into a hot air balloon but i think of how valuable hot air is i mean heat rises we are going to be doing a whole episode on heat um coming up that's in the works as we speak but so i don't want to tip our hat too much but Hot air is really important. Absolutely. David, why don't we try doing an anti-breath session? Why don't we try holding our breath? I love this. Yeah. So this is just a demonstration of when you get to the advanced level, you know, we've both been testing it out, but Mm -hmm. what you'll be able to do is is quite stunning. Let's do a countdown from 10. Mm -hmm. Why don't you lead the countdown? Okay. And then on one, I want everyone listening to, to try this too. We're going to hold our breath and see how long we can hold our breath. So let's just try counting down to 10. We're going to each hold our breath. Mm -hmm. I would say if you're listening at home, just wait until you hear us breathe or talk again because we're we're going to be holding it for... um, We're going to do a short one now. I think we'll do probably three minutes. 
Let's start with a three minute and see how that goes. Yeah. And just see if you are listening at home can. Uh, yeah, join in with us. This is an interactive and uh, let's do it together. Yeah, I want to create a word for, you know, we think of breathing. Okay, that's a word. That's something you do when you breathe. What is not breathing? What is holding your breath? We don't really have a word for that. That's right. Colloquially, people would say holding your breath. And there is actually a word for it. I just looked this up. There's a word asphyxiate. Oh, so we can try. Let's try having a group asphyxiation together. Let's, let's do all it. just sit. I'll count down from 10 and we are just going to asphyxiate for as long as we can. So let's try counting down 10, 9, 8, 7, Six. Now I'm going to need to take a big gulp in on yeah. two because right. I'm going to. I think a little tip is gulp on two, hold for one. So it's going to be like broadcasting. We're not going to say two and one. Right. You'll just have to count down for the rest in your head. That, you're listening along. You'll understand the pace of it. But you'll hear me take a big inhale. And I want you listening at home to do the same thing. So let's try this asphyxiation right mm-hmm. now. Let's do it. 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five, four, three. Now I topped out at ten seconds, but David is continuing to hold his breath. He just took another backup reserve gulp. You, you get one gulp of air. And his eyes are closing. He's closing his eyes. And it looks like he's going to sleep. Uh, And that was almost 10 minutes. That was very impressive. Oh, my God. That felt great. Well, I hope you listening at home were able to do that as well. David is somewhat of an expert Uh, in the asphyxiation realm, in the anti-breather movement. That felt so good. You know... It's just fantastic. I can't wait to spread this message to the world, Nick. I think that we're really onto something here that is going to change lives right. quickly. Right. And you got a debut. Everybody here got a taste of it here on this episode. But I feel so excited about when we were able to bring this to the world. Think about how much we're going to be able to do, not only for people, but for the planet. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. And that's what we're all about, is how can we help ourselves while we help others, while we help the planet? It's a trickle down. But it's also, it's a, what do you call that? A kind of a yin-yang. It's a kind of reciprocation. Right. And that's what we're all about here. Speaking of reciprocation, I couldn't forget something very, very important that I want to announce for today. And that is a brand new. Now, you already know, a lot of people out there have also been buying their merchandise for the show. Yeah. That stuff is flying off the shelves, and actually the supply is really low right now. But we do actually have a brand new, heavily, heavily discounted coupon code for this week for merchandise for the pod. We're going to be giving away 75% off all critical items on the store. I'm can starting to get nervous. No, I, I can't believe that we can do that. It doesn't make sense, but honestly, I feel like people deserve it. There's people out there who want to support the pod. They want to be rocking the threads from the pod. And I get it. Look, we're here in the studio. We wear the merch. It's pretty great stuff. It represents the pod. It shows your support. It lets other people know. 
the artwork is awesome. The Critical Podcast artwork is just fantastic. You can get that on t-shirts, sweaters, sweatpants, hats, all sorts of items available on thecriticalpod.com. You go to thecriticalpod.com, you see that link for the merch, and you can get 75% off with the discount code AIRQUALITY, one word, all lowercase, 75% off on all Critical merch. That is thecriticalpod.com, and you'll find the merch link there. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We're now officially a philanthropic. Critical has become a philanthropy because yeah. that is just human it's, kindness. There's, there's no more margins anymore. We're not making money. We're in the loss category right well, now. Well, I, and I am not looking forward to doing my taxes after this, I can no, tell you. No, But it will be worth it. I think when people get their hands on the merch, they'll be so happy. And I just can't wait for it. So head on over to thecriticalpod.com and go browse our merch store. And if you're feeling up for it, pick some up at a great discount there incredible mm-hmm. you hear about people who they walk in a room and they suck the air out of the room oh yeah know? i hear that a lot i think we blow air into the room i mm-hmm. think our voices blow are really blowing when we talk we are creating kind of a wind and i wonder if someone in the middle east every time we talk that wind that blows from our mouth is gradually growing until the point once it gets to the middle east it's almost like a windstorm mm-hmm. absolutely the way this is going to work, this podcast gets out there. People want to share all the info and all the fantastic facts about air. Mm. It's going to be like that. It's going to create unbelievable knock-on effects <laughs> in the future. Right now, it's going to be quiet, just like a little butterfly. Yeah. But then, you know, decades go by. People are going to be listening to this in museums. Aliens are going to be listening to it. I can't wait for all the extraterrestrial life forms out there that'll be listening I to cannot wait. I, I hope they spare us too. You know, David, I had a dream last night, just reminded of this now, talking about this. Uh, it's just a dream I was walking through a library. Every book was an episode of Critical. Whoa. I honestly think that's not an impossibility. I mm-hmm. think there will come a time when we do a box set. Um, we do have the no coin that is going to be on our site too we're going to be announcing that next episode but we have our own we're getting into the crypto game it, it looks like a lot of fun and so we want to jump in and have a little bit of fun too we're getting into the nft game but first things first we're getting into the crypto game and we got our own coin coming it's actually a no coin and we're going to be jumping into that next episode so mm-hmm. stay tuned for that really excited for that there's so many new things on the horizon. I really feel like we're just getting started here and we're so happy that you're on this journey with us. I love what we're able to accomplish on this pod because yeah. it's really not like anything else. We're out here. We're out here. Some people say our heads are up in the clouds, but I think what we are is really a breath of fresh <coughs> air. Yeah, the air is, speaking of fresh air, the air is not very fresh in here and there is a little bit of s- uh, <clears throat> I don't know what that is over there, but it definitely smells funky and it's not the freshest. So I am coughing a little bit. It's almost like it. <coughs> yeah, it's a pretty uh, gruesome. This is a segment we call, this is a new critical segment we call dead air. That's right. So dead air is actually inside baseball in broadcasting and podcasting. We call dead air times when there's really not much happening when there's just space in between the talking but it is the space which allows the talking to happen so in this space in the dead air space it's what is needed for there to be any kind of podcast at all 
And I like to think of us as, as dead air artists, mm. as people who are sculpting the dead air, turning it into lively air, mm. turning it into meaningful air for people. Now, it is definitely a bit stuffy <clears throat> in here. Mm. Speaking of air, mm. we are in yet another new studio. And we are. Of course, I'm using air quotes. You can't see it, listeners at home, but I am using air quotes for studio. That's right. There are no windows. So it is kind of like dead air. The air does feel a little dead in here. And mm -hmm. it is. I'm having a little bit of trouble breathing, but the show must go on. We must soldier on. And that is what you can expect from us. So why don't we try, David, with this new segment we call Dead Air? Why don't we try a little bit of dead air? Let's try it. Let's try it out. Because you and me are so used to talking, right? That's of right. The banter. Yeah. Of the chit chat, of the back and forth. And I think. In some ways, dead air is the most difficult thing for you and I to create. Well, there's just too much to talk about. That's right. You know, we bring these topics on the table, but there's endless things to be talking about, whether we're talking to the people who listen to the show. You know, sometimes we get some very interesting messages people like to leave for us on, through our Instagram and things like that. And we also have updates about the merchandise. We have all these discounts to give to people. That's right. And then we talk about previous episodes, future episodes. Once you add <clears throat> all of that in, mm -hmm. you get an episode that is chock-a-block of content. And that's, that's right. just what you come to expect. Now, David, you mentioned Barnes & Noble bathrooms having yeah. a really pungent odor and those molecules kind of interacting with our own nose receptors yeah. and tongue receptors, that's too. Right. Uh, you are tasting when you smell, actually. Mm -hmm. That's an important thing. Thing to remember um, now I'm definitely getting a waft of something I yeah. don't know if you are too we mm -hmm. are near the public bathrooms at Bellevue Park right which does have quite a pungent odor which is uh, definitely very detectable from where we are but that is suspended in the air so with any luck there'll be a gust of wind which clears the air so to speak which moves it along to another part of the park there must be somebody in there who is uh, <coughs> taking care of business I don't know if you can hear that listener, but there is, you can hear, the walls are very thin at this public bathroom and you definitely can hear them trying to go to the bathroom. So there is a correlation between what we're smelling and what we're hearing. That's right. It all goes together as part of the sensory experience of being alive. And it is also one of the side effects of doing the podcast from the park on plein air. Right. But it's pretty exciting too. <coughs> I, are you okay, Nick? Or um, That's, well, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, that, rather pungent stench is not going anywhere i know we talked about a, hopefully a merciful gust of wind coming our way but that seems not to have happened and the smell has gotten worse and to a degree where i wonder if there is something wrong going on in there if there's something we should be worried about the smell is actually magnified significantly since earlier and it is a worrisome smell it smells like rotting it smells like well, it smells like t uh, t what a toilet smells like times, I would say, 1,000. It's like being inside of the actual toilet bowl itself. Um, maybe we should make a move. I think we should get some fresh air, and I would say anyone who says that air doesn't have an odor, that air is odorless and tasteless like water, is factually incorrect. Right. Well, there's evidence. Proof is in the pudding right now because we're breathing the air and it is not very tasteless. I really... Odorless. <coughs> okay, so Nick is uh, suffering quite a bit here and as am I, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think we will have to 
mosey our way out of this plen air podcast studio that we have here um but uh, what a great episode i feel like we really cleared the air we really cleared the air and i guess we should also say uh, for full disclosure we have been somewhat inside the public bathroom i think that's why the smell was so pungent is we were getting a few complaints in the park mm. uh doing recording and so we have been asked to move away from a small family that was trying to enjoy their picnic um so we are in the bathroom and that is probably contributing to my failing health as there's no other way i can put it but i think that this is a perfect time to like you said make a move let's see what else is out there as they say greener pastures are beyond i think we have made the most out of this little room we're in right now it is quite pungent and i hope i'll be able to smell again one day after this experience but it is quite trying i will say but i'm hopeful that we'll find ways of doing this plein air because i love the style i love the freedom of just being out in the open out in public because of course also it's free you know which is great which helps keep costs low it helps us be able to give you those deep discounts on merchandise right it is anyone's guess as to where we will go next as you might say it is up in the air i can't wait for next week's episode so yes stay tuned we've got lots more cooking for you we've got all our other shows many episodes ready to go ready to reach your ears so uh, stay tuned and uh, yeah we'll catch you soon and also if you are listening and you want to vote for critical for the potty awards i think those they are opening up the polls Mm. shortly so we will have a link to that in the show notes and you can vote for your favorite podcast there's going to be a whole slew of nominations and i'm hoping that critical gets at least one that would be nice to see Uh, i think it would help my parents understand exactly what it is i do now with my life now that i've gone full bore into podcasting Mm -hmm. we'll definitely be sharing the links on our socials for the podcast awards so yeah to get a nomination it would be a dream come true so it would be a dream come true so thanks everybody for joining (coughs) us uh unfiltered as usual unbiased as always this is critical. critical on instagram at the critical pod and drop a like and comment on everything you see while you're at it write us a review on apple podcasts every like comment and review helps us fight the algorithm and big tech so we can keep bringing you the quality content you deserve critical Critical is a member of the critical Critical Podcast podcast network